you know, I'm kind of sort of late as fuck in this regard to UFC 244, but, uh, man, listen, Jorge Masvidal did everything that I expected him to do, and then he even exceeded my expectations in that regard. He's much more than just a brawler. For real. He beat the brace off of Nate Diaz. There was no contest. There was no resistance, really. And you can tell in the fight, you can see it. Like, you can see it in a man's eyes when he's just been defeated. Unbroken, but defeated. Bested. You can see it in his face. That doesn't lie. He's not that good an actor. Whatsoever. That's what I do. That's my business. 244 was a stacked, stacked fight card. My gosh. You had Wonderboy Thompson back. Kicking the shit out of Vicente Luca. Woo-wee. And I bet he was, uh, I believe that he was an underdog. I'm not quite sure what that's, you know, I don't fucking gamble, so. I don't know the over, under, and all that bullshit that it was looking like, but I think the people were kind of hedge, you know, hedging their bets on uh, Vicente because he's been knocking motherfuckers out left and right. But Wonderboy, it was truly a return to form. It was, yeah, it was a return to form. With that karate style, that patented karate style of his with his arms drop way low for extra mobility. You know, it's interesting in martial arts, uh, the pros and the cons of, you know, various fighting styles. One, he's free. He's absolutely free. Israel Adesanya has a similar kind of, he doesn't have a karate style at all. But uh, those kinds of fighters that, they have the risk of getting knocked the fuck out in the sense that their arms are low and that sort of thing. But the pro to that is you can't see punches coming. If you're the other fucking guy, you can't see him coming at, you know, well, nearly as easily because uh, the arms are just down there chilling like tentacles, just ready to get fired off. Wap, wap, wap. You know what I mean? That was my phone's alarm. My apologies. Motherfucking interruptions. But anyhow, you know, they're dropping low and that sort of thing. But what's interesting is um, he was, uh, he unleashed his entire arsenal, really, on Vicente Luca. And one, you know, it's a testament to uh, Vicente's toughness, man. He's a badass. But he's getting the brace beat off of him. He was getting his ass beat. Um, but it was an amazing comeback on Wonder Boy's part because he got, you know what? He, he was winning, he was winning the, uh, the fight. He was beating Anthony Pettis, but just had his, this is the thing about MMA. So many different ways to win. So many different ways to win. Hella ways to lose. (laughs) You know, like you can be winning the fight and lose that shit, you know, in an instant. Look at he split. And that's really what happened. Wonderboy was doing a great job. 
and then the homeboy Showtime, he just bounced off of that fence, and then a Superman punch, and it was glorious, and he just put Wonder Boy to sleep, and this goes back, this circles right back around to one of the cons, having your arms drop low, I love, you know, I like my arms low as well, uh, for, you know, for the most part, at least one of them, you know, for just the kind of mobility, just moving around, and it's just my flow, you know, I, I understand that there's risk, for sure, you know, added risk again, just smack right in the face, <laughs> you know, which means I have to be extra vigilant when I'm sparring or fighting or whatever I'm doing, you know, and then with someone else, um, but that's when, you know, slipping and just movement footwork is extra important, way more important when you've decided to adopt that kind of style, you know, of course, the dude's you know, the fellas with their dukes up, you know, fighters with their dukes up, uh, you know, their hands up, you know, how they're heading, that sort of thing. Limits their um, mobility. You know, a lot of them have great, you know, adaptations, but, you know, you tend not to move as well or as uh, quickly and, you know, fluidly. But anyways, it came back around, you know, uh, in, in in that instant, he just couldn't move in time. Wonderboy couldn't. When Showtime just bounced off the fence and just socked that motherfucker all the way to Jupiter, you know, put him to sleep. But resilience, you know, and Wonder Boy, you know, he spent that night in the hospital. He got right back to work. Um, come UFC 244, he looked like the Wonder Boy of old. Of old. Like, there was really very little that Vicente Luca could do. He had no answers whatsoever. And, they it'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> like, you know, he looked vintage. Vintage Wonder Boy. You know, like, he's like, he, like, his kicks are crazy. Like, he, like, he's one of those cats where he could stomp his foot on the ground and, like, a foot would come straight out the fucking wall and hit you right across the face. You know, like one of them, like on some anime shit, on some cartoon shit, cartoonish striking ability. But uh, back to Mazda, though, and Nate Diaz. Oh, man. Like, what? where do I start? Like, what was remarkable about it was that it was lopsided, man. I was super excited about the fight because I was like, yay, for the BMF title, the baddest motherfucker title. Um, these two straight up street toughs, these ruffians, let's see these cats go at it. I thought it was going to be a brawl, like, um, a brawl on Nate's part. Cause that's, you know, that's just what he's capable of. Like that's his kind of like, he's not mobile. He's just going to stand right the fuck in front of you. And uh, he's not going to go down anytime soon or e like easily, you know, he just, he breaks your will because you're like, man, like, what am I? What am I even punching? There's, there seems to be no effect. Now, of course, visually, yes, he always gets cut. The Diaz brothers let like they stay cut. They just have that kind of brow bone when that sort of situation. And over the years, or th you know, throughout the whole career, it's just these battles, these wars with these other warriors, these fighters, these killers. You know, eventually, you build up all kinds of uh, scar tissue and shit. And it just makes it easier to cut. You just cut easily. It's not that you hurt per se. But the night of UFC 244, 
me and my homie already was in there and uh we, we were baffled because it kind of hit us out of the blue where like the doctor called the fight and we were like wait a minute motherfucker nate is always cut he's in fact he's never not cut in fact he he turns up the heat when he do get cut you know he just he pelts you with these tiny tiny rabbit punches they don't seem powerful at all but when you get hit 200 times with a punch it's gonna add up <laughs> that's just gonna add up you know what i'm saying but uh that didn't happen because it wasn't happening what you saw was a superior boxer a superior striker he had way better hands usually that's the case with nate he just out punches you out punches you you know, outboxes you, that sort of thing, but that wasn't happening because he had met his fucking match and Jorge Masvidal, you know, a lot of camaraderie between those two leading up to the fight, uh, but he got his ass beat from edge to edge, from every corner of this fucking octagon, every point, every angle, got his ass beat. I'm talking about devastating body kicks to the ribs. You can see it in his face, catching them kicks to the ribs. Uh, Mazzolo actually had a field day. He was like kicking a dummy, you know, just on the one move. And plus, the perfect guy, the perfect guy to fight for someone who can strike so well, someone who doesn't like moving, doesn't, can move for real. You know, feet firmly planted, no footwork really, you know. Great jujitsu guy, um, he, you know, um, he's he's also on the ground. That's what he's known for, um, is having a great cardio, great stamina, great uh, ground game. You know, he's uh, submitted some cats off of his back uh, at in the mount, you know, that sort of thing. But the thing is, Masvidal's got wrestling too. Um, he's got a ground game. So they ended up on the ground. They ended up in scrambles. No, no, there was nothing. He realized that, fuck, I ain't got shit for this dude on the ground. What am I going to do? He beat my ass on, he beat my ass standing up. Now we're on the ground and I got an answer for that? The fuck am I going to do? Just out, out, out tough this motherfucker? I'm an out tough a tough guy. And so, eventually, that face opened up. It was a horrible cut, horrendous cut. We're accustomed to seeing it, but I'm guessing that doctor... I mean, he's the professional. He's, he's, you know, that's the doctor. I was like, oh, man, I was upset. But the fight got called on a fucking cut. I'm like, man, he, he's always cut. But he must have been able to see his whole skull or something, man. Because <laughs> it was deep, you know. And then eventually, I mean, you can only take so much punishment. And that shit got called in round three. I want to say this was a schedule five, yeah. It was a scheduled five rounds, but the fight was only going to get worse. People were talking about Masvidal letting up like he was winded. And I'm like, man, that motherfucker's in fantastic shape. He was punching that motherfucker in the face with a smile. You know, he like he was having a fucking field day. It was a fighter's dream to fight a motherfucker who don't like moving, who just stands in front of you. You're like, perfect. I want to hit something that don't move so much. That's great. Less work for me, but I get to put more work in. Come on. So... Uh, just pelting them, man. It was a hailstorm. Hit him at everything he had to throw. Then opened him up. Ref was like, I'm sorry, not the ref, but the doctor was like, 
uh, you know, must have been his logic. Who knows? But it's like, man, he began his ass beat, and that shit was not about to change. Tyler wasn't going to turn. It's going to be more of a horrendous, great, fantastic, wonderful ass whooping. You know what I'm saying? So why not just stop it now? Trying to preserve the fighter now. Trying to preserve the career now. What's left of it. Try to preserve the eye now. I mean, you've had a former middleweight champion of the world. Michael Bisping. Shout out to Michael Bisping. Check out the Believe You Me podcast with Louis J. Gomez. As well, that shit's fantastic. MMA, comedy, fatherhood, parenthood, all kind of shit. They talk about all kind of shit, but it's fucking hilarious. It's a great show. Check that out. Gas Digital Network. Shout out. But, um... Bisping lost his eye. Um, he fought with uh, Vitor Belfort. And, uh, you know, repeated trauma. Just trauma, trauma, trauma. You know? Uh, there's a statute, you know, of limitations. You know? It's probably not the right way to put it. There's a limit. How about that? There's a fucking limit. <laughs> to your, your body has its limits. Uh, there's only so many cuts. There's only, you know, so many cuts. You know, that you can take so many blows to the eye that you can take before that shit is just irreparably damaged. So I'm sure that doc was like, man, I'm always, I'm always like, it's the same shit with you, Nate. Your fucking eye, always wide open. So let's, you know, know, let's just stop it. You know, it's all right. You put up a good fight. It's all right. It's all good. Run it back. I don't know. But ain't a damn thing to be redeemed about this fight. Moving on from that. Uh, we're talking about Wonder Boy. Let's see. Uh, oh shit! The, the other night I watched this fight. Kind of an older fight, but Zabit uh, Sharapov is a fucking phenom. Russian dude, and and the uh, but this dude is like a ninja, like for real. Bean pole of a dude, 145 pounder. I want to say a featherweight. Um, this dude has insane submissions, strikes. You don't know what he's going to throw. He just stays in this crazy flow state, this kind of flow. I don't even think half the time he knows what he's going to throw. He just does it. He just expresses himself to the fullest of martial artistry. You know what I'm saying? He's a Santa guy. He's got a, a, a yeah, I think a sound in the background, like a Khabib. Nurmagomedov and uh, his wrestling his jujitsu was insane watched him fight this dude Kyle Bosniak kind of a bro dude but uh, I'm telling you man he was getting his ass beat too like he he was getting pelted boy this bing bing bang boom bang you know all kind of kicks to the neck and shit to the body to the legs but this dude it was like he couldn't feel shit man for real hell bent so that was a three-rounder and even though the fight it was kind of lopsided like like it was clear who was in the lead and who was winning who was winning the points and you know whatnot but it was a hell of a fight because this dude check this fight out it's on youtube between zabi and kyle bosniak this motherfucker man bosniak and the third final round the last minute this dude so Zabit does get gassed 
He does. I notice he starts looking at the clock. That's when he's telling you he's tired. So he started looking at the clock repeatedly, repeatedly. And Kyle smelled blood in the water. This motherfucker just started standing right in front of the beat, not moving. Because he's, he's that fucking guy. This dude was throwing all kind of shit at this man. This man couldn't move. Zabi couldn't move anymore because he does a bunch of uh, explosive shit. He be stunning. Doing all kind of flexy-ass, sexy-flexy-ass moves. And so eventually, I mean, all that explosive shit runs your gas tank down a lot faster than regular shit does. Regular strikes being economical and uh, efficient with your strikes and shit. With your techniques. So he kind of ran out of gas. He started looking at the clock like, when is this shit over? And uh, Bosnia noticed it. He said, okay, now's my time. This man started blasting this dude. They were going back and forth. But you can see the mutual respect for each other in the ring. By the time the fight ended, he definitely got the fight bonus. Or both of them did. Because both of them did a hell of a job. But I recommend that fight, y'all. For real. Um, You know, and I'm interested to hear from you guys. Um, with regard to what were some of your favorite UFC fights or one championship fights. Speaking of, I just I just watched a fight. Um, it was the one Grand Prix championship finals um, concerning. Uh, it had Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, a fucking legend, a phenom, even at the age of 33, I want to say. And uh, between him and King Dad, Watch him fight King Dad. King Dad's twenty nine and oh, well, no, twenty nine, twenty nine and one, and uh, Demetrius is twenty nine and three, which is up for debate because I don't think he lost that second fight to Henry Cejudo. I think that um, the brass, the top brass, the powers that be, Dana White got tired of watching this motherfucker defend his belt for the hundredth time in a row because he. Kept that fucking belt for like 14 years. He's had 14 successful title defenses. No one's ever, ever in the fight game had any kind of credentials like Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. But he's not a fan favorite somehow, some way. You know, no one respects that kind of mastery. Uh, they want something flashy. They want something exciting. Now, he's, to me, he's fucking exciting to watch. But he just doesn't have the star the star power um that some cats just have he's not super charismatic to me he's easy like he's dope he's humble he's quiet soft-spoken um he's just a genius in there he's a fight he's a fighting genius i've never quite seen anything like it loves video games anime and shit he's a nerd he's really a nerd about fighting and about everything he puts his mind to but no one's into that shit nobody's into that shit like that and so i'm you know the UFC wants to be the WWE. They want to also be this straight-up entertainment platform. And so they kind of cater to fighters. Hell, they'll put on... Look, come on. They put on a BMF title fight between two dudes who had, like, 11 losses. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's clear what they're into and what they're not into. You know, they're giving uh, Yoel Romero title fight after title fight. He'd be losing like a motherfucker. He's great. Like, like he's a great fighter. He's a fucking killer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the most martial arty bodybuilder ever, but you know, it's uh, it's kind of like the personas are making fights, you know, more so than necessarily the styles are making fights, or a combination of the two. But uh, he ended up going over the one, obviously, 
um, to do like, you know, because he's a martial artist, you know, like that's what he's into. That's what he's about. It's like the game, you know, but he's not necessarily playing the game, but it, but he's about the art of it all. And one championship really that fight promotion really caters to straight up warriors, straight up martial artists. It's really honorable, and that sort of thing. They don't do a bunch of shit talking and all that bullshit. So, so uh, he went over there. But I recommend y'all take out, check out that fight. Um, Mighty Mouse versus King Dad. Shit was crazy, but Mighty Mouse beat that ass too. <laughs> he's he, yeah, he's had to lose over there, but he does get tested. I feel like he gets tested more often in one championship than than he ever did in uh UFC. I mean, he's got tested over there because those are straight up killers. So that's the gold standard. But one, that's the UFC of the rest of the world. As you know, some might argue, since there's way more Asians, uh, as far as representation, as far as population globally, I want to say, that one might be bigger. It's just more popular. The UFC is more popular here because it's here. But the one, that covers the whole world. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was a win-win for uh, Mighty Mouse because he's getting pay, 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 paid. Oh my gosh, he's getting paid. Plus, he's got a video game company. He's in the esports. Like I'm, like I'm telling you, he's a fucking nerd, but he's also a genius, a fucking businessman. He's like, look, I'm gonna get my fight. I'm, I'm gonna get my prize fight bags. I'm gonna get my video game bags. I'm gonna stream and be on Twitch and shit. Operate my business. He lives in Japan, I think. Of course, it makes the. Pr- like the perfect as soon as he lost the decision to Cejudo, which was bogus, he's like, All right, hit up his manager, like, yo, get me out of this contract. Immediately. He says, Sailing no more, fam, you out. Cool. Where we headed? Holler at one. One. Yo, what up? Says one. Demetrius is out. Cool. Demetrius is in. Enough said. End of the fucking story. And so, I mean, it made perfect sense to me. It made perfect sense to him. So, he, you know, they up and moved east, far east. And just merged all of his passions all together. You know, I'm sure the fight in the UFC eventually, well, a real motherfucker like that can just erode somebody like that. When it's, especially when he sees it becoming the WWE. He's like, ah, man, all right, man. You know, and Kind of like jaded in 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 the sense that um um you know after so many title defenses it's like man ain't, ain't no answer for me and so I'm sure them just giving that shit to Suhudo was just a way out and he just like hey you know what this is a prime opportunity let me go on to make my way on to the next phase of my life and ultimately eventually a segue part of the fight game and into the you know the super nerdy shit you know the esports and all you know and all that good shit and all of his other ventures you know because he's a brilliant guy just a smart intelligent human being too not just a barbarian not just a barbarian or savage you feel me but a combination of all those things so as i digress my goodness anyhow how's everybody been hopefully everybody's been all right i have been so fucking busy. That's why I haven't podcasted in a while. This won't be a super long or extensive podcast, but I did want to touch base with y'all. 
You know, I know this was the UFC minute. <laughs> but I just had some shit to say about it, you feel me? You feel me? Um, I'll have another uh, podcast guest here soon. I've been building it up. Of course, I have no fucking music yet. I know that it's, you know, it's not essential, but I'm going to get it together. I want to make it. I want to make it myself. I have my um, Akai MPK mini sitting over there staring at me in the face. I just haven't had any time to sit down with it and uh, mash these pads and strike the keys and put some flash shit together for this podcast intro. But I will. I shall. We also spent tonight working on uh, getting this visual component together. I'm going to have a IRL stream on Twitch as well. I'm building that shit up. So I had to set up the uh, the audio. Then I had to set up the uh, what is oh the webcam because I got a new laptop and shit. So we're fully motherfucking operational, you know. Had this debate with with a homie <laughs> Spence. Ventrilla wins. Shout out to Spencer. Uh, about Mavis Beacon. I don't know how, how in the fuck it came up, but it's me involved. And when it's me involved, anything can fucking come up for any fucking reason or no reason at all. I'm random. But uh, he thought Mavis Beacon was white. I was like, hold up. Mavis Beacon been a bald headed black woman my whole life. What the fuck you talking about, bro? Or did they make her white over time? Like, what they do? Uh, he's like, no, no, dude, I think when I was in school, because he's a youngster, Mavis Beacon was a white lady. I'm like, no, no, there's no, ain't no white Mavis Beacon. Now, you guys can chime in, hit me up on Instagram, DM me, whatever, Kenpachi, Trevante, and y'all let me know, because I tried to do some research. I didn't see no white Mavis fucking Beacon. That bitch is black. Had bald head, and then over time, she grew hair. It's weird how 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 they like like made her grow hair and shit. Bitch, she's digital. Like, just keep her with the ball fade. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the fuck y'all trying to appeal to? We we weren't not buying uh, keyboard typing programs because the bitch had a ball head or a Caesar, you know, you know or even Steven. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what her haircut's like. <laughs> you know, but they had Mavis Beacon with, the, you know, like what's Mavis Beacon? What's Mavis Beacon box looking like now? Like, does she have a kid and a husband and shit? Like, who cares? They're digital. Not that big a fucking deal. You know, this is random, but I had a, I was kind of thinking about the Looney Tunes and about names. And I'm just trying to figure out whether or not the E and the E initial Wild E Coyote's middle name E Wild E Coyote is the E I feel like the E is trying to or was designed to distract people from the fact that they named that nigga Wild W-I-L-E what the fuck kind of name is wild have you ever heard of someone named wild before i've never heard of someone named wild before but we accept it and we always did because it's all one name to us it's wild e coyote you don't call him wild yo wild what's happening or wild e well wild e kind of works but you just say the whole fucking thing what the fuck is the e for 
Edgerman. And you know what I'm saying? The same thing with E Honda. E Honda. Honda's a Japanese car company. We know that shit. We know this. We know this to be self evident. It's a car company. But what is the E for? They could have easily spelled out Edwin, Edgar, Edgerman, Evan. It's not Evan Honda. Edgerman Honda. Ooh. It's got it kinda has a ring to it. Ed Edwin Honda. Edward Honda. I've not, I've I've never known that. M. Bison too. I mean it's not Maggie Bison, but that shit would be hilarious. <laughs> if his name was Maggie Bison. <laughs> oh shit, I cracked myself up for no reason. Yeah, it's just some random thoughts there, for real. I'm sitting here uh <laughs> I was on the homie's porch, uh his white family, and we were walking to the house. I I was walking up to the porch and uh it, you know this UPS driver, hard working brother, Dre Lights, was also walking up to the door at the same time. White people and anyone else, they don't have to think about this shit, but this is just some shit some shit that runs through. A brother's man runs through a nigga man. We were walking up to the house at the same time and we looked at each other and I said you know what brother you go ahead and go first uh, because I don't know I don't want to chance it because it is 2019 but we're in California but I just don't feel great about uh, two Negroes breaching it might be too much just initially like it you know it'll normalize in that moment but initially they see two brothers just breaching the just breaching their defenses at the same time i'm like you know what let's not give them heart attacks you know what i'm saying you go on ahead drop the package off bro and then i'm gonna slide up after you (laughs) you know what i'm saying i'm just illuminating a fact this is just shit that we got to think about or this is just shit that we do think about. I ain't trying to get blown off nobody's fucking porch. Because it's just too many niggas at one time. Descending upon the front door. You know what I'm saying? Shit happens. Mistakes happen. But I want to be around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to. I, I don't want to be nobody's tragic mistake. You know what I'm saying? Like, bow. Oh, no. What, what have I done? What did I do? Fuck that, man. No, I want to live to play another day. So, that's called savvy. Shoot, that's called forward thinking. I'm like, you know what? We might be too much for these motherfuckers right now. You know what I'm saying? You go ahead, UPS guy. What can Brown do for you? And then I'm going to slide up afterward, man. It's too many niggas at one time. So once, you know what I'm saying? This ain't Halloween either. You know what I'm saying? So, damn sure shouldn't be more than one motherfucker on the porch at one time. Yeah. How how about that? <laughs> oh man. You know what's really annoying? Is uh Oh shit. By the way, this is some fly shit that happened this week. So I'll, I look at my phone, right? I I I uh I look at my iPhone and you know with the iPhone now with the new iOS, it shows a cloud with a fucking arrow coming from it i don't know why it had to be a fucking arrow but hey 
Here we go. Like it means that you had to re-download the shit because it was offloaded. The Facebook app was offloaded. How fucking dope is that? What does that say about me? I ain't fucking playing games. I ain't playing around with these motherfuckers. I thought that was pretty punk rock. As the whites say today, that was pretty punk rock, man. But uh, yeah, pretty fucking punk rock. My iPhone was like, hey, you don't even use Facebook, bruh. Hey, how about that? You got to re-download if you want to use it. I'm like, nah, it, nah, it, nah, I'm good. You can keep that motherfucker right where it is. How about that? Yeah, they got offloaded. Cool points for fucking me. I don't think there's anything cool about awarding yourself cool points, but it just happened. Deal with it. You know? Back to eat Honda real quick. He was like 472 pounds with abs. Abs way better than my abs. It's just random shit about Street Fighter that's fucking hilarious. Like the bonus round, you get to beat the shit out of Alexis. <laughs> oh shit. I'd be wanting to do that in traffic sometimes anyway. Like, man, how about I, if I have fucking iron palms, I'll beat the fuck out of your fucking Lexus, man. Cutting me off. I'd be wanting to beat the fuck out of somebody and and they car sometimes. Like, you know what? If I had, you know, the uh, Colossus ability to just harden, I would. And beat the shit out your ride, bruh. People in Jeeps, people in Priuses, beating the shit out of your shit. Unfortunately, I cannot harden yet. But we're working on it. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm jumping around. I'm kind of random right now, but uh, fuck it. You're along for the ride. Uh... They were talking about Jorge Masvidal fighting Canelo. Y'all need to cut the shit out. Cut this fucking shit out with the uh, crossovers. That shit happened one time. That was a one, a one and done. Don't get these fucking dudes murdered. Because I'm telling you, Floyd Money Mayweather is about money. Canelo's getting paid, but he's not about money the way Money May is. So, Mayweather's... As far as business, he has a high level of intelligence. He's a brainiac when it comes to that shit, to, the, to get into the bags. He wasn't going to murder Conor McGregor in cold blood in the ring. So, it appears as though Conor McGregor stood a chance. He's a great striker. He's not a boxer, right? Caught him with an uppercut, though. That was cool. But again, Money May was probably like Frieza in Dragon Ball Z. I'm only fighting with 1% of my full fucking power. You know, that sort of fucking thing. That's the kind of legend you're dealing with. Because Floyd murders murderers. Do you see what I'm saying? World-class boxer. Never lost a fight. Ever. Is murdering guys who also damn near never lost a fight. He's murdering murderers. He's made a career out of it. You see what I'm saying? So you think this motherfucker is going to come over from Dublin and give him fits? I don't fucking think so. With white gloves on too? No. Not at all. So, I say that to say, what the fuck? Jorge Masvidal is one of my favorite fighters, by the way. But man, I don't want him to die. What I'm saying is Canelo is not going to have the same kind of restraint and control over himself. Because he's he's not a he's not a wizard. He's not a... Alright, so he is a wizard. But he's not... Money may like Canelo's going to really take exception to the fact that this this motherfucker Jorge is going to come over from MMA 
uh, and think he got hands for Canelo. Canelo's got ultimate hands. Are you kidding me? Huh? He will murder him in cold blood. I wouldn't want to see that happen. I don't want to see that happen to my boy, Jorge Masvidal. That's my dude. And I want there to be some of him left to go back to MMA, back to UFC. Therefore, no is the answer to that fight. Don't put that shit together. Do pay my motherfucking boy, Masvidal. Out of 40 some fucking fights in the UFC or just professionally MMA. And then like 20 something fights, however many fights. And some motherfuckers backyard in Miami. He's more than worth, you know, the uh, that big, giant, fat ass payday. Pay that man. But pay him in the UFC. Pay your fucking fighters. Pay them. You see what I'm saying? He shouldn't have to go. And fight Canelo for a crossover fight that's worth nothing. Well, I mean, it's worth a purse, but severe permanent brain damage and shit. No, man, it's a whole different kind of fucking game in boxing. Like those punches, those are punches, man. That shit's serious. It's fucking serious business. Motherfuckers die. Die. This was a year for boxing deaths. People get beat to death. You know what I'm saying? And they're trained to not get hit much. And to hit motherfuckers a lot. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Don't put Jorge Masvidal in that situation. I want him to have and finish out the rest of his UFC career with his frontal lobe intact. You know, healthy, ready to go. You know what I'm saying? I want him to live out the rest of his days with his full brain function. You know, I don't want him to you know, slide him to that Canelo fight and get an eyeball knocked out. It's not great. It's not great, Bob. Don't do it. Jorge, if you're listening, and I'm positive you're not, not at this stage in my podcast, but just don't do it, man. Come on, man. Get your bag in the UFC. Get those bags. How about that? And those bags are starting to come in. So how about that? Just add that shit up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's a wild thing. These are crossovers. I'm like, that's just cute. No. But if you want to cross over, fight a motherfucker from Bellator. <laughs> how about that beat the brakes and the brake dust off of those guys you don't even fight Canelo and get murdered and then sent back to the UFC a shell of your former self cause I know these wars fighters don't typically after these wars they're really not the same some of them are okay a lot of them like after these wars they're just not the same there's something to it there's something to it trauma the brain man you get something knocked a loose every time time and time again that shit don't just get glued back together it's just loose rattle rattle thunderclad boom 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 <laughs> don't worry it's the car x man I, you know i yeah i had to finish that shit at uh the old jingle I, man i missed that shit about the 90s jingles Rattle, rattle, thunder, kind of boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, juggernauts here, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. Saw this uh, big-ass toy. Have you ever seen a small or regular-sized tow truck driver? I was just thinking about this the other day. It's like I've never seen a dude not 300 pounds and Samoan or something. 
uh, with tats and shit, jailhouse tattoos, and you know, my name is Earl. Uh, mechanic shirt on, and some navy blue dickies, and some boots, some ass kicking red wing boots, caterpillar boots with a steel tip. Steel toes. I ain't never seen a, a non gigantic fucking go truck driver. And I was thinking about it. Why? Why? I postulate that uh, when you're towing somebody's fucking car, you t- like you're bringing out the worst of their humanity. They might even lose that humanity in that moment. They want you fucking dead. I've had my shit told before. I wanted to set things on fire. On fire. Do you hear me? And I'm a reasonable guy. So imagine somebody who's not so reasonable. Someone who's unhinged. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who's uh, already gotten a written warning. <laughs> at, at their place of employment. And this might be the last fucking straw. Like uh, Michael Douglas in uh, Falling Down. You know. That kind of motherfucker. You tow his car, he's gonna want to try to give you the uh, a three piece and a biscuit, a three piece and a soda. You know what I'm saying? Smack you right upside your melon repeatedly. So, as a deterrent, you hire motherfuckers who are gargantuan. What the fuck are you gonna do to a dude seven weight classes beyond yours? What you gonna do? When you hi- when you when the big show or the fucking undertakers towing your car, nothing. You're just gonna start So sir, um um I'm um, sir, so where exactly are you towing the vehicle? I, you know, I just need to know so that I'll know, you know, where to Uber to to um recover my vehicle, sir. Um I don't mean any harm, like I you know, I don't mean to you know so yeah, so so yeah, so sir, if you can know uh, that's your fucking approach. To a motherfucker that big <laughs> it was just a random thought I'm like man these fucking tow truck drivers are fucking huge you know uh, they had a, a scene in Men in Black where uh, Vincent Yanomfrio's know, weird roach roach in the human body character uh, he was getting his shit told and he tried to uh, Give homeboy the tow truck fucking driver some shit. Dude was fucking huge. And he showed him a little gun. A little midget cricket pea shooter shit. And dude was like please pull out his fucking. Uh, one of them Yosemite sound pistols. Like man I ain't fucking worried about you. Little bitch. Get, you know what I'm saying? Get the fuck up on my face. And homeboy turned right around like yeah okay. Changed his whole tune so damn fast. But, uh, yeah, it was random as well. I'm just shooting the shit. Man, I'm just catching up with y'all. Just catching up. It's been a while. So I'm just unloading. <laughs> just unloading, man. I did some B research today. Because that's kind of one of my recurring themes. And I'm like, remember, like, when the sun was out? I'm sorry. Back in the day when we were kids, like in the 90s. There used to be bees. There used to be bees all over the place. 
you know, I used to go outside and I, you know, I used to really be concerned. I used to be scared chasing around my bees and shit. Cause bees used to be outside doing shit. Now, whenever I see a bee, that motherfucker's had one vodka cranberry too many. One Jameson, one Jack and Coke too many. Like these motherfuckers are out here wasted. Notice these motherfuckers always in swimming pools. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With the cell phone still in the pocket. Phones ruined. They gotta they gotta do a fucking uh an insurance <laughs> insurance claim through uh a Shorion for hundred and seventy five fucking dollars because you know what I'm saying? One bee puts another bee into the pool with all their clothes on and shit. These bees be struggling, man. Bees, I've never seen bees so untalented, man. Like, these bees used to be so talented, dog. So talented, so gifted. Making honey and shit for us. Uh, but I was doing some, some uh, research. I, I used to think that, uh, I can't remember where I found this information. But I was misinformed. That bees... They were responsible for like one in every three bites, which is partly true. But they say that the complete global market value of all of our food that we consume in the world is $394 billion. So that's the market value price. Something that they assigned monetarily so that we can, you know, just put it into words more so. Make sense of it. So, it was once postulated that the bees were responsible for a third of that shit. Of all of the plant's food. Come to find out. Now, this could also be wrong. Because this fucking thing is from 2015. Maybe there's some new information about it. But, they're responsible for... If the, if they were responsible for a third of $394 billion, then they were responsible for approximately $131 billion of it. Come to find out, um, they're responsible for about 15 billion, which is a fuck ton, which is a shit ton. Don't get me wrong, but it's at around seven, you know, 7.4%. Far less than a third, but 7.4% of the food supply. The funny thing about the article, though, was like, it had this kind of funny read to it. Like, nigga, who care about the bees and they struggles, nigga? Like, who fucking cares, man? We all right. We can do without bees. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, legumes, beans, spinach, potatoes, sweet potatoes, all that shit is fertilized by asexual, uh, the budding or, or fertilized pollination happens with the wind, motherfucker. Wind, wheat, uh, corn. That's when, motherfucker. Who cares about the fucking bees? I'm like, I mean, you ain't got to diss the bees and this whole thing. Just say that they don't have as involved a role. It's, it's very involved, but not as as involved a role as we previously might have thought. You ain't got to diss my motherfucking bees, bee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, you ain't got to slander. You ain't got to slander, slander my bees, man. The fuck they do. But, uh, you know, I just think that the bees should just uh, pay more attention to their tolerance levels. I don't know what they're drinking out there, but maybe lay off of the sauce. There was a bee drunk in the car, drunk in my car the other day. You know what I'm saying? And like that, they be so wasted that they don't even think about you. I remember when bees used to be flying straight at your eyebrows and shit, man, straight at your face. You know, and they want shit, shit you can do. 
these bees have no interest in you because the fucking room is spinning. They're like, man, I should not have played beer pong with those fucking bros. And I shouldn't have drank that natty ice, that natural fucking ice that or that bush beer. That shit's trash. That shit's fucking terrible. I don't know why I did that shit. Now the fucking room is spinning. You know what I'm saying? I got to work and uh, a in the morning. This is the worst fucking decision I've made in a long time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that head on doesn't fucking work. Do they still make commercials for that shit? I sure hope not. But that shit didn't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me try this five hour energy drink. <laughs> Let's see if that helps. Like, no, bro, drink pickle juice or something. That might have something to do with it. You know? That might help uh, curb the hangover. But they be wasted out here. You know, they just need to fucking relax and chill. Get back to pollinating shit. You know? It's, you know, it's been a hard time for bees. It's been a hard time for people. Hard time for California. We on fire every fucking day. You know? The bees are out here drunk. Instead of pollinating shit. Hummingbirds are doing their fucking thing. But they ain't stopped. They still uh, are uh, contributing. But uh, but then you have this fucking article shitting on bees. It's the last thing they need. Why kick a bee when it's fucking down? You know? Fucking relax. Fucking relax. But with that said, fam... I'm back, back, baby. I'm gonna try to do this shit once a week at least. Um, but I'm a hustler, man. But I'm uh, I'm also going to begin to um, stream IRL style as well on Twitch. Kenpachi, Trevanti. I'm tired of spelling that shit out. I'll put that shit in the link below in the description. Um and follow me on Instagram. Same shit, same name, Kimpachi Trevanti. I ain't spelling that shit out. It'll be in the link and in the fucking description below, baby boys, baby girls. Uh, what else? What else? You know, all kind of shit. Um, in the works. I have a visual component to this podcast in the works as well, but that takes cameras, and I my fucking battery's dead, so. That charger should be here tomorrow. Amazon. Shout out to Amazon. Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it for now. You know what I'm saying? Stay tuned to my next my next guest too. That shit's about to be fun. Exciting. Also, take note of how fucking random this podcast was. <laughs> I love the flow. I love the flow. It ain't nothing like the flow. Ain't nothing like it. It's Kung Fu, baby boy. It's Kung Fu. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to y'all, too. You know, pat yourself on the back if you're worthy of it. If you're not, get the fuck to work and get your shit together. We all need to get our shit together. You feel me? Me, too. Myself included. But y'all have a wonderful night. Y'all have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week. And I'm going to talk to y'all soon. I might batch. I might stack these up. I might have another one coming out soon too so alright y'all stay good fam oh reach out to me on Instagram Kimpachi Trevanti link and shit will be in the description not the link but the, the fucking way you spell it alright be great good people I'm out of here